Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. Is no regrets. No regrets. Now this was inspired by a conversation I had over this past weekend with one of my best friends. So we were um, talking about uh, her father. Her father passed away about a year ago. And she said that as his health continued to decline and, um, you know, the one thing that really weighed heavy on him that she noticed was that he had a lot of regrets. And that really weighed heavily on his heart. He had regrets for things that he had done and things that he hadn't done. And so as we continued the conversation, we got to pondering that question, like why is it that some say they have regrets and some say that they don't have regrets? And I, for one, I don't, I, I, I don't believe in having regrets, okay? I'm one of those people who says I don't have any regrets. So... That's what we're going to be talking about today is no regrets. So we always like to start by defining our words, right? So regret is defined as a feeling of sorrow about something that has happened or the loss of something or someone. To feel sorry, disappointed, distressed, remorseful about something that we may have done. Regret can also be a sense of disappointment over something that hasn't happened, like regretting wasted years. Having regrets is a part of the human experience. And when I say I don't have regrets, it's not that I don't feel sorry or have remorse about things that, you know, perhaps I've done or not have done. I just don't live a life of regret. And I don't live a life of regret because I believe in the Scripture gives us instructions so that we don't have to live a life full of regret. God's commands and boundaries are in his word. And the more we adhere to them, the less we have to regret. So along with his mercy and his grace, he's provided ways to deal with those regrets when you feel like they're coming up, especially when we have not lived as wisely as he wants us to. So in a prayer of forgiveness and cleansing, we, ha- we have this example of David in Psalms 51 who pleads with God to restore him. He says in verse 12 of Psalms 51, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. We see in this example, David asked God to restore him after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba, the wife of one of his loyal so, excuse me, soldiers, she gets pregnant, and in an attempt to cover it all up with the murder of Bathsheba's husband, he then marries her and then thinks nobody is going to know anything about it. However, once he confessed his sin to God and repented, he received forgiveness and his joy was returned to him. David was able to experience the fullness of God through restoration. 
So you can't experience the full, fullness of God and live a life full of regret. When David pleads with God to restore him to the joy of his salvation, he's asking that he would regain and, and have fellowship with him again, the fellowship that they once had and he once knew and he enjoyed that fellowship. And David could not enjoy God's fellowship while he was in unconfessed sin. And although we don't lose our salvation, we can lose the joy of our salvation and the enjoyment of close fellowship with our Savior. Now, there's a couple of uh, places in Scripture that you may be saying, well, what about when God said he regretted something? We're going to talk about that. Because there's a couple of places in Scripture where we are told that God regretted his an action that he took. And what's interesting to know is that the Hebrew root for the word regret actually means to sigh, to sigh. And since we know God does not make mistakes, the concept of sighing is, more, is a more descriptive term for the kind of regret that God experiences. In Genesis 6 and 7, it says, after seeing the wickedness on the earth, God regretted making man. Now, that does not mean that the Lord felt that he had made a mistake in creating man, but his heart was sorrowful as he witnessed the direction that man was going, the direction that the men were taking. Because we know God knows everything beforehand. And he already knew the consequences sin would bring. So he wasn't surprised. But this gives us a glimpse into God's character and shows us that even though God already knew that we would sin, that man would sin, it still grieves him when we choose to sin. Human regret, however, is different from God's regret. Human regret occurs because we don't know all things, and we do make mistakes. And even as we age, we often look back on decisions that we've made. I know I do when we were younger, and you know, perhaps we regret choices that we've made. And the thing is, those regrets usually fall into one of two categories, foolish choices or sin choices. And each of those require a different uh, response. So let's take a look at that. So first, we, make, we may experience regret because of foolish choices, situations in the past that we wished, you know, had been different, right? Maybe you wished or maybe you're wishing that you had graduated college or didn't graduate college or taken a different career path, or maybe you spent years in a relationship that didn't end up so well, or you felt, and you felt like you wasted a lot of time that could have been spent elsewhere. Therefore, we regret those career decisions or those relationship uh, decisions. And we may have thought at the time that it was a good choice, and maybe perhaps now we realize that it was not. And even in those foolish choices, there are a few steps that we can take to process those regrets. Facilitate, focus, and forgive. 
facilitate the kind of, that kind of regret by claiming Romans 8 and 28 that says, and we know all things work together for good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Then focus, focus on the positive aspects of what there is to be learned and trust the process that nothing was wasted and he can use even our immature and foolish decisions for good if we trust him. And then forgive. Forgive ourselves for our immature decisions and purpose to grow wiser from what we've learned. Philippians 3 and 13 says, brethren, brethren, I could not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. So facilitate, focus, and forgive, even in those what we're calling foolish choices. Now let's take a look, a look, a quick look at Peter. This is someone who was committed to Jesus, someone who deeply regretted a foolish decision and a foolish choice that he made. When the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, his fear made him run away and later denied the Lord. His deeply, he deeply regretted his actions. It says in Luke 22 and 62, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. So he deeply regretted his actions. Jesus knew about Peter's regret and specifically asked to see him after his resurrection. In Mark 16 and 7, it says, but go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he, tell your disciples, disciples and Peter that he goeth before you in Galilee, that there shall you see him. And he said, Unto, as he said unto you. So Peter was particularly mentioned, not as if he was not one of them, one of the disciples, but it was to comfort him in his great sorrow and to encourage him to meet Christ with the rest of the, of the disciples. So our, our regrets are not hidden from God, and he desires to restore us when we return to him. Peter's decision didn't come from a desire to sin, but an impulse, a spirit, spiritual immaturity and fear. And so as we talk about foolish choices, let's talk about sin choices, because many of us regret, have, have our regrets, and they're due to sin choices. Those choices may have left scars and consequences after perhaps a lifetime of selfish debauchery, some people in their later years are so overwhelmed by regret that they cannot even experience joy. And these consequences of their sin for themselves and others may haunt them for years. The pain of regret can drive us to decisions we would not otherwise make. Judas, for example, after he realized that he had betrayed Jesus, Judas was so filled with regret that he tried to undo his actions by returning the blood money. And when that didn't work, he went out and he killed himself. So we see two men that betrayed Jesus on, on that night, on the night that he was crucified. Judas, who had worldly sorrow and regret, 
and his life was ended. Peter had godly sorrow and repented, and his life was transformed. See, regret is not the same as repentance. Esau, for example, deeply regretted his decision to sell his birthright, but he never repented of his sin. In Hebrews 12, 16 through 17, it says, lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterward, when he would, ha- he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So see, regret focuses on the action that, has, that, that brought sorrow. Repentance focuses on the one that we have offended. And 2 Corinthians explains it best. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 says, explains the difference between mere regret and true repentance. It says, godly sorrows or godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Regret can lead some to self-destruction, but God wants us and he wants to lead us toward repentance. So when we face regret, we cannot let it consume our lives and we can we can lay our fault at the feet of Jesus and turn from it. That's repentance. And allow him to restore us. And that is how I can say I have no regrets. And so can you. So, have you been encouraged by that? Do you truly understand that you can live a life with no regrets? I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. That is always our prayer. And as always, make sure that you go to wisdominspired.net to find the links to the platforms where you can listen to the previous episode, subscribe, and leave us a review. And lastly, if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line next time, same time, same place, same station, with more Wisdom Inspired. Have a wildly productive day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.